Thank you all for tuning in to the 354th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, Yaros, Daryl, D-Lane, as always. Wherever you are, wherever you may be listening, I want to thank you for making me and this show part of your day, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iRadio, SoundCloud, or whichever podcasting ever platform you may be listening to me via being recorded from Buffalo, New York, as always. Going to have a great podcast for you guys today. Going to have Landon Rose on host of the On the Road Sports Show. We're going to talk Green Bay Packers. Landon is a big Green Bay fan. Aaron Rodgers, Novak's Jordan Love, first career start ever. Also, what we're going to get into, some NBA and some other NFL stuff. Uh, going to let Landon grade my top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL and see his thoughts on that. Now, before we get to that, shameless block time. Check on the description below, specifically if you use Spotify. Uh, check on the timestamps. It will go right to that segment. That's why I put in the descriptions and put the timestamps on there. Uh, it's for your convenience. Now, first time listener, thank you. Subscribe and follow right now, whichever platform you are. Also, share this podcast with your friends and family, whether it be via Red Threads, Facebook groups, etc., etc. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Type in Daryl Lane and you will find it. I post three to five minute clips of this podcast right here, as well as my syndicate show, Outside the Shop. Follow me on Twitter, at Nitrain underscore Lane. I'll say it again, at Nitrain underscore Lane. And lastly, if you have Apple or if you have iTunes, then give me five stars and a great review, right? And for some odd reason, if you don't like the podcast, then don't fret. No worries. Don't say anything, though. Because you know what your mama told you. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And cut up next, after the break, um, Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to have Landon Rhodes on the show, host of the On the Road Sports Show. Cut up next, after the break, um, Barbershop Sports Talk. No friends in the industry, my brothers been my brothers, man, you ain't no kidding me a fact. Whoa, yeah, you heard about me, y'all don't know me more than that. Yeah, I know I, hey, hey, yeah. No friends in the industry, my brothers been my brothers, man, you ain't no kidding me a fact. Whoa, I was known for snapping when I chat before the app. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have Landon Rhodes with us, host of the On the Road Sports Show. Landon, how you doing, man? Doing well, Daryl. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. So, first of all, Aaron Rodgers, no vaccine controversy. He doesn't have the masks on uh, during his meetings with the media. There are pictures of him. In the preseason, without a mask on the sideline, Aaron went into a long soliloquy about all this on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, what were your thoughts about the whole thing, Landon, as a Green Bay Packers fan? Uh, it's tough because, I mean, not only am I a Packers fan, but Rodgers has been my guy uh, for a really long time. I, I mean, everybody has, you know, their their favorite players growing up, and mine would probably have to be Rodgers. So, uh, definitely... I guess a unique perspective on it. Not a lot of people's favorite players is Rodgers, probably, but it, me, I felt kind of weird about it because I don't agree with what he did at all. But uh, he also is my favorite player, probably ever. So just uh, put me in a tough place, uh, a little conflicted mentally about it. But what he did is clearly wrong, and I hope they can get it sorted out. Do how, what did you think? Do you think the NFL should look into what's happened? I know they have looked into it. I guess the better way to put it is: should he be suspended because he did lie about protocol uh, about being vaccinated? Uh, he also wasn't doesn't seem like he was following protocol, at least to the eye in certain situations. With I know for sure in the press conferences you're supposed to have a mask on, and Aaron kind of explained a little bit of this in the Pat McAfee show that. Uh, he doesn't believe in those rules, and I don't think he believes in a lot of the NFL rules with it. Uh, so how do you think the NFL should handle all that? I mean, you can't make exceptions for certain players, whether I like a player or not. You, I mean, the rules are there. I, I kind of hate that because it's just it's kind of stupid. You, you're, your paycheck is whatever, signed by the NFL or whatever, so you follow the NFL's rules. 
that's how it works. They're your employer. It's really like I get like freedom of choice and whatever, but this is who signs your paycheck. You agree to follow their rules and play their game, and you make a fat paycheck off of it. So I'm not really here for all this like, oh, I don't agree with it, blah, blah, blah. No, man, you're an NFL football player. You follow the NFL rules. I mean, politics aside, I don't care what the rule is. The rule could be you wear your left shoe on your right foot. I don't care what the rule is. You follow it because they pay you at the end of the day, and you are signed to a contract. So whatever the rule is, you got to do it. It doesn't have to be about the vaccine. Whatever the rule is, follow how much onus do you think the Packers are on? Because the Packers allowed him to break protocol. And because, like, the NFL, they issue these rules. But then it's up to the organizations to uphold them, right? Like, in the facility and how their players operate. So it's kind of like, why did the Packers let him do this? Because they obviously knew he wasn't vaccinated. Yeah, that it's become more clear, I think, recently how much they knew. Uh, originally, I wasn't really sure how much they knew, um, but I think it's become pretty clear that it was well known. Um, I It's tough. I'm not even really, I don't think I'm in much of a place to speculate on like punishments and whatnot, but um, all I can say is I guess I hope that they learn from this. So Aaron doesn't play. You get to see Jordan Love. How do you feel about Jordan Love now, Landon? Uh, I mean, he's not ready yet. I think that's clear. Um, I don't... Yeah, there's no denying that he's not ready. Um, and, you know, it's... It's unfortunate because I wanted to see what the future of the Packers looked like last Sunday. But, at the same time, it is his first start. So, don't want to be too harsh on him. He didn't look good obviously i mean to be fair uh before the like final chiefs drive his stats were like identical with mahomes i'm pretty sure um i'd have to check that again but i mean mahomes did not play a good game but that's no excuse uh for you know for a bad game from love but i think he'll get better i mean keep in mind kansas city at home that's one of the toughest road environments in the nfl so you're asking him to go out there and uh, do that for his first start. You can probably barely hear, you know, out there on the field. So, I, I don't know. I'm not giving up. You can't give up on a guy after one game. But it just, it is, um, the result was unfortunate for sure. Was there more to left to be desired for you? Like, did you how did you come away after that game? Were you like, just throw it away or were you like, we got a first-round pick on him because you would think, right, he's had a year to learn under Aaron, theoretically. Like, he's been around this thing. It's not like you're just throwing him completely into the fire. Like, he's been around the NFL a little bit. So, at this point, wouldn't you expect him to play better than he did? Like, how do you feel about all that? Yeah, I was expecting him to play a little better. Uh, I mean, on, on my fantasy show, I was talking about uh, Jordan Love is maybe an under-the-radar guy for like daily fantasy. Not regular fantasy, but I'm talking like FanDuel, DraftKings. I was mentioning his name because he was super cheap. He was like cheaper than you'd ever find a quarterback uh, on an app like that. You know, not to get off topic, but I did. I thought he had a chance to at least do decently, and he only ended up throwing one touchdown and wasn't that good. So um, I guess to answer your question, he didn't live up to what I thought he would do. But as I already said, I think we need to give it time. One game on the road in Kansas City, not a terribly great, um, I guess, way of gauging how he'll be in his first start. Did he? Do you think it's safe to say, though, that based off of how he looked, that Aaron should be the Packers quarterback for a, longer than this year? Oh, of course. I mean... I never thought that Rodgers should be on his way out for Jordan Love prematurely, like, at all. Even if Jordan Love balled out last Sunday, I was always saying, like, we got, we need Rodgers back afterwards. I mean, it, it just is what it is. Rodgers is the quarterback for now, and I think he should remain the quarterback until 
hopefully until he retires. We don't know if that's how that's going to end up. There's a lot of rumors right now that the Steelers and him want to whatever link up, but I think a lot of that's just based on like exchanging smiles with <laughs> Mike Tomlin or something. <laughs> yeah, it's just like kind of stupid. It's like, okay, like maybe they like each other, but you know, I know Aaron Rodgers has good relationships with a few different coaches in the NFL, you know, so, and I think uh, LaFleur is one of them, so I wouldn't blow everything out of proportion, but that's what what the media likes to do. It generates, you know, views and gets people talking, so, you know, if everyone wants to think that he's going to the Steelers next year, you are free to think that, but I wouldn't hold your breath. We'll just see. So you don't think Aaron should be threatened at all? So you think right now Aaron's like, yeah, this dude's not replaced. He can't replace me anytime soon. Like, there's zero threat for Rodgers by love. They're like, that's like a non-topic. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't have even been a topic leading up to the game. Like, love's not ready. I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying. My feeling going into the game, or my feeling at the start of this year, for that matter, Jordan Love is not ready. My feeling going into the game, Jordan Love is not ready. My feeling after the game, Jordan Love is not ready. Nothing has changed. Rodgers is, what, one year removed from MVP now? Like, no, like... I'm sorry, we're not replacing the reigning MVP with Jordan Love right now. It's just not happening. And that's what I was saying. I didn't care if Jordan Love threw for 300 yards and four touchdowns against the Chiefs. If he did, good for him. But, no, it's it's still Rodgers' team. With this, do you think that he will ever get a chance to be the full-time starter then? In a perfect world, because I guess in a perfect world they keep Aaron longer, before his rookie contract expires. Um, I mean, he will if he sticks around, I think. I mean... Because, okay, how about this? Like, next year, he's not better than Aaron. Agreed? Next year, he's not better than Aaron. Agreed, yeah. Okay, let's say the year after that. So that would be his fourth year. Is he better than Aaron? Um, man, that really... Huh, that's tough because we're really taking two things into account. The growth of love but also the regression of Rodgers. So it's like at some point you would think they'd meet. Do I think that will happen within four years? Oh, that's tough. There's also quite honestly a chance that Jordan Love is never as good as Rodgers while they're both in the league. I'm just going to throw that out there. Like Aaron Rodgers, I'm not even debating this. He's, I don't even think it's debatable. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He just is. Now, if we can talk about Super Bowls, whatever. Skill-wise, Aaron Rodgers is one of. Now, how you define one of is up to you. Whatever. Top 20, top 10, whatever. Aaron Rodgers is one of the top quarterbacks of all time. So it's not really much of a diss to Jordan Love to say that he won't be as good as him when they're both in the league. Keeping in mind, Rodgers probably isn't in the league for what, like year five of luck, year six, at some point he's got to retire. So saying like, you're not better than one of the best quarterbacks of all time in your first five years in the league is not really much of an insult. You don't think Aaron's going to play much longer? I mean, I mean, Tom Brady's doing it until he's like 44. I mean, we saw Breeze go into like 41, 42, 43, whatever. I mean, he might play longer. I was talking like five years from now. I don't know if I see him being, I don't know, that. Rodgers has dealt with some injuries. Like, I think more so. I know Brady had that one major one for a year, but. Um, Breeze had a major one at one point. Seven. So, five years from now, he'd be 42. Brady's 44 right now. So, yeah, it's it's doable. But I, I feel like Tom Brady's just like an ageless wonder. I feel I feel like Rodgers is the type of guy that isn't going to drag his career out too long. Um, and, I mean, keep in mind, Big Ben is 39 right now and looking kind of like a shell of his former self. So um, that's two years. The difference between Rodgers and Big Ben right now is two years in age. So just keep that in mind. So, 
I think where you're at is by next year, no. For the four, by the year after that, maybe you're like maybe, but I, I'm sensing probably not. So then year five is the point. But by year five, at this point, that's towards the end of his rookie deal. So it's kind of like he only has one year to prove himself. Yeah. And that's still assuming that Aaron's not Aaron. Because if Aaron is still Aaron, then, again, this does not become a non-starter. Like, Aaron could just run out the clock. Similarly, now Brady ran out the clock on Jimmy G. Yeah, I mean, it is it, basically what we thought on draft night. That it was weird that they drafted Jordan Love. It didn't make too much sense. Um Guess what? It still doesn't really make too much sense. Um, I just don't think the timeline works very well with the year they drafted Love and the point Rodgers is in in his career. I guess it gives the Packers like a little bit of a fallback option. As we saw, you know, Rodgers, there was some controversy this offseason. This could have been... Jordan Love's year. Uh, we don't know how close it came to being, but um, it is nice for the Packers to have a fallback option if something were to happen, like Rodgers doesn't want to play anymore, or he doesn't want to play with the Packers anymore. But I, I don't know. I would just say that I don't think the timeline makes very much sense when they drafted Jordan Love with the point Rodgers is in, in his career. I think it would have made more sense to draft a quarterback like this year or maybe even the year after, develop him a little bit, and then we can see. But I think they took they took love at a weird year. I don't know why they really did that. And maybe there was a growing sense that Rodgers could be gone uh, sooner than the public realized. And we saw it almost come to fruition here this past offseason. So. So the Packers, they lose to Kansas City. I think you, you mentioned this, right? How tough Kansas City is to play. They were coming off a win against the Arizona Cardinals. Where do you think the Packers rank right now in the NFL? Like, look, how are you feeling right now about them, Landon? I was feeling great about them. Uh, with Rodgers, I still do feel great about them. I mean, they've been doing all of this without Darius Smith, the linebacker, who, when healthy, has been like a defensive player of the year candidate. So they're doing all this without a guy like that. Um, so, I mean, that is excellent. I'm not sure what the timeline is with his injury, but hopefully, you know, he'll come back here uh, at some point in the year. I, you'd have to fact check me on that. I'm not really sure. Um, but, yeah, the Packers have looked great. I think they were ranked. Were they not ranked number one in the power rankings prior to all this Rodgers stuff? They weren't many of them. Okay, yeah, I I think that they're one of the best teams in the NFL when they have Aaron Rodgers, and when they don't have Aaron Rodgers, they aren't. But um, I don't know. I don't I don't really think there's that much to look into. It's just like, wow, when you have the league MVP, you're better than when you don't. It's not really uh, not really that crazy. The Chiefs. How did the Chiefs look to you? What should the panic meter be with the Kansas City Chiefs? On a 1 to 10. Um, it depends, like, the scope of the panic. For this year, I would say, like, 7. Uh, for, like, you know, in the foreseeable future, maybe, like, a 4 or something. Like, they still have a good young core. They really got to figure out that defense. So that defense is just not good. Um, it's really just not good. And Mahomes doesn't really look comfortable. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that they had like a major O-line overhaul. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, so that could have something to do with it. Um, I don't know. Mahomes doesn't look like himself. The defense can't seem to stop anybody. And I'm sure it's frustrating for Mahomes, but the pieces are still there that they went to a Super Bowl with. Uh, the quarterback and his receivers mainly. But, I mean, you still have uh, Matthew back there on defense. You still have the pieces, but you got to figure out how to get it back together. I think the Chiefs will be a wild-card team. Um, 
I don't see them making the Super Bowl this year, but, um, you know, I, I still have respect for them, though. I think some people are getting a little disrespectful with their Chiefs takes. Like, still a good team, a good, talented team. Um, and, I yeah, I guess that's basically it. I mean, the Raiders have emerged uh, in their division, which I think also made people panic a little more. But the Raiders, I think, are cooling off a little bit. They can't seem to stay out of the news, so... Uh, we'll see if the Raiders fall apart, but um, the Chargers, obviously, and then the Broncos are the clear last in that division. But good, good division, and that's something else you have to keep in mind. Like, if they were in a bad division, the Chiefs might still very easily be cruising in first place. They're just in a very tough division. So you got a chance to watch the Monday Night Football game, Bears versus Steelers. What were your thoughts of that game? about the referee um, I thought there were some bad calls um, the, they're following the rule book though on the taunting call I gotta say um, it, it's unfortunate like everybody hates to see it like you really you hate to see that I didn't have I didn't really care who won the game I mean I'm a Packers fan but I don't view the Bears as very much of a threat, and the Browns are my second team. So I was kind of cooling for the Bears, quite honestly, in this one. And, you know, I'm an Ohio State guy. I wouldn't have minded Fields having his shining moment uh, on Monday night. But that's a whole other thing. Um, I thought the refereeing was questionable at times. Really, um, really when uh, the, the what should have been called was the roughing the passer on Justin Fields. That was the one that really got me. The the other ones I felt like weren't like awful. A lot of people would disagree with me, but I don't really care. I didn't think those ones were that bad. Um, but the, if you're going to call it on one side, you got to call it on the other, and they did not with the roughing the passer. Justin Fields, how did he look to you this game, and how have you thought of his season so far? His confidence is growing game by game. Uh, I mean, the reality is the dude's running for his life a lot of the time. Um, his O-line is not good. We saw that in his very first start against the Browns. You know, they were all over him. He's gained confidence since then, and he looks better now. Um, they've been slowly increasing his workload. It seems as well. Um, when he first started, he was throwing like 20 passes a game. He's been throwing in his last four, 27, 32, 27, 29. So they're increasing his passing. Uh, his passing. He had a career high 291 throwing the ball. So that like blows his other high out of the water. He threw for 184 against Tampa Bay. Prior to that, that was is high so i think it's kind of undeniable that he's improving and that's what you like to see if you're a bears fan um you'd probably also like to see the head coach fired but um that's a whole nother conversation um the bears got a decent defense too i their o-line is just awful Oh, I agree with you on Matt Nagy. I don't know how he still has a job. I think, actually, uh, John Carroll and Greg Roman should get a shot there uh, and kind of bust, bluster that run game with Justin Fields. Absolutely. I mean, David Montgomery is no slouch. It was his first game back uh, last night, and Montgomery's good. He's a nice power back. And the fact that they don't call enough read options zone reads for Justin Fields, I don't understand what's the point of having a 6'3", 240-pound, thick, strong guy who runs a 4'4", and you're not going to run him. I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, it's, we've seen that a few times this season. It's like players with skill sets that just don't quite fit the scheme being run. Um, another guy I'm thinking of would be uh, one Odell Beckham Jr. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And come next after the break on um, Barbershop Sports Talk, me and Landon are going to talk a little bit more NFL. Come next after the break on um, Barbershop Sports Talk.
Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk. We still have Landon Rhodes with us. So, Landon, last week I decided to make a list of my top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL uh, through the first half of the season. So, I'm going to give you the entire list, and then I want to know what you think. Okay, Landon? Okay. So, do you want me to start with 32, or do you want me to start with number one? Which would you prefer? Okay, 32. Uh, so I just want to say this as a disclaimer. So guys like Russell Wilson are out of the list because Russell uh, didn't play enough games for me, so I took him off the list. And obviously Deshaun Watson's not on the list. So those are just some guys that would not be on the list. Uh, so I just want to put that as a disclaimer. So at 32, I have Davis Mills. Okay. 31, I have Sam Darnold. Sam Donald could make a case for 32, Landon. There, there's some backup quarterbacks better than Sam Donald, but that's a whole other story. That's interesting. Because, I mean, a lot of people thought he was having kind of a resurgence there to start the year, and now he's just falling apart again. No, he's pooped on himself. This is pretty bad. Uh, 30, I had Geno. Okay. 29, I had Zach Wilson. Okay. 28, Trevor Lawrence. Twenty-seven Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I'm starting to get curious about where Justin Fields is going to land because I'm already disagreeing with him over some of the ones. But okay. Okay. Twenty-six Jared Goff. Really? Yeah. Okay. Twenty-five Tua. All right. Twenty-four Taylor Heineke. Hey, he's been pretty impressive. Twenty-three Justin Fields. Okay, 22, we can go back to Fields for a second, but 22 is Hurts. I had Jalen Hurts at 22. Okay. 21, I had Teddy Bridgewater. Alright. 20, I had Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, it might be a tad high. I mean, I don't know what to think of Garoppolo. It's like, I feel like he's not that good, but he did, like, he got them to a Super Bowl off the strength of their defense, but all the same. 19, I had Daniel Jones. I, I completely agree with you. Daniel Jones has a crap team around him and a crap line, a crap coach, uh, and they played him concussed. Uh, I feel yeah. bad for Daniel Jones. Uh, and they made him look like a fool when they did that, too. Uh, number 18, I had Matt Jones. Okay. 17, I had Baker Mayfield. Alright. And I was very close to putting Matt Jones ahead of Baker. I was very close. Yeah, slow down. Pump the brakes on that. 16, and this, uh, Jameis Winston. I had Jameis at 16. Okay. 15, I had Carson Wentz. I think putting Jameis over Baker, honestly, I don't know. I might put Jameis behind both Baker and Mac Jones, but that's just me. Oh, had of both of them? Behind both of them. I don't think Jameis is very good. See, I... I don't think Baker's been very good this year either, though. I think I think it's tough. I, th- I think uh, Jameis is better down the field than both of those guys. Now, I think Jameis is managed more. But I think Jameis has similar protections that Baker has. If we're just talking about, like, arm strength, then Jameis is probably, like, top three in the league. But, like, if you look at anything else, basically, I think he's pretty bad. No, that's true. I mean, I don't think Baker is like a great decision maker either. I mean, Jameis hasn't thrown that many picks because New Orleans just refuses to throw it more than 20 times a game because they know he's kind of an idiot. Uh, he also, like, tore his ACL, so... Oh, correct. Yes. No, this was just up till week eight. Oh, okay. This was just up till week eight. So that's why. Jameis will be out the next time I do this. Uh, 15, I had Carson Wentz. Fourteen, I had Kirk Cousins. Um, yeah, he's decent. Thirteen, I had Matt Ryan. All right. Twelve, I had Ryan Tannehill. Um, I don't know what to make of Tannehill, but sure. 
11, I had Derek Carr. Yeah, something tells me that if you made this list at the beginning of the year, you would have been a lot further down. I did make a list at the beginning of the year, Landon. and Because uh, I did one for the first four weeks and then the next four weeks. The first time I did it, Derek Carr was at 7. So Derek Carr dropped. Really? You had him higher to start the year? Yes, I had him at 7. For the first four games. Oh, for the first four games. Okay, I thought you were talking preseason. Yeah, no, okay. no. So then... At 11, right, yeah, Derek Carr at 11. At 10, Joe Burrow. Uh, at number yeah. not. What did you say, Landon? Uh, yeah, I mean, he looked, he's he been really good. I mean, it's, it throws a wrench into this list a little bit, what Baker just did to him last weekend, but I guess you could say it's a team game. Number 9, I had Dak Prescott. Eight, I had Justin Herbert. All right, yeah, he's been really good. I'm curious who the seven above him are, actually. Lamar Jackson. I had Lamar at seven. Okay. Six, I had Kyler Murray. All right. Five, I had Josh Allen. All right, I can already tell you're probably going to have Stafford higher than I would have him. Yeah, I'm going to have him way higher. And this is also before the Titans game. I also want to preface that. Uh, four, uh, I had Tom Brady. Okay. Three, I had Matthew Stafford. Yeah, that's... I can't do that. I'd probably put Stafford, like, maybe, like, right near Herbert. I don't know if I'd put him in front of... Yeah, I'd probably put him, like, one spot in front of Herbert. Probably be where I'm at with him. And number two, I had Patrick Mahomes. And at number one, as you can probably guess, I had that guy who's number 12 for Green Bay. Let's go. Yeah, and, I think that's fair. I mean, you're just doing it based on their talent. not like Obviously, Brady would be higher if you're taking like accolades into consideration. Yeah. No, the way I did it was I just did it based off of just this season. So, And actually, Aaron Rodgers has been number one. Aaron Rodgers was number one after the first four games. And he was number one after the next four games. So he's been back-to-back number one pretty clearly for me, actually. Uh, I never really once wavered. Uh, And I think there's a little bit of a gap between him and Mahomes right now. Uh, Yeah, I don't think there's been any reason to drop him so far. I mean, yeah, he just had that controversy, but it doesn't have anything to do with his playing. I mean, if you want to rank them on taking the vaccine that's a whole nother list yeah well no i do in terms of when the next time i do this i mean i i do sometimes like i get i deduct points for missing a game so missing the game whether it was for a vaccine or not or injury that that does deduct points uh because i i do believe the best ability is availability so i think that counts because if you're not playing you're not there to help your team and then issues like jordan love starting happens well i'm gonna take uh guess here that Jameis Winston is going to fall down. Uh, yeah, Jameis Winston is going to be taken out the list completely. <laughs> Jameis Winston is going to be yeah, out. that makes sense. But Matthew Stafford, I will fight for Matthew Stafford. Landon, I was very close to putting Matthew Stafford ahead of Patrick Holmes. Now, if I had to see that Titans-Rams game, Matthew Stafford uh, would have fell down much lower. And just for also for reference, after the first four games, I had Stafford at six. So I had him closer to that Herbert tier. Uh, but why aren't you high on Stafford? Why aren't you as high as high on Matthew like Stafford? Stafford? It's just like I feel like nobody had him that high when they were when he was on the Lions, for instance. I mean, I feel like the team around him is the only reason he's really getting this hype right now. Um, I mean, and the Rams look great, and I do think Stafford's an underrated quarterback. But there's like I don't know. There's a lot of space between like. When I say he's underrated, I just mean I think a lot of people think he's worse than he is, but that doesn't mean I think he's a top three quarterback either. Like, I I, I guess what I would say is, like, I would move Kyler up your list. Like, he was at, like, six, right? Yes. Kyler moved down after the Packers game. Yeah, I mean, that was rough, but, I mean, you know, if A.J. Green remembers he plays football on that play, <laughs> he might have gone up the list, so, you know. I'm willing to have Kyler higher. 
I actually have no issues with that. Josh would Josh would move down. Josh is breaking my heart. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised as a as a Bills fan that you you had him there. I guess you you had to be unbiased with that one. Well, I had him at three for the first four, and then I, I had to steadily move him down. Brady actually went higher on my list. Uh, and it, Brady was hard to judge. Brady was hard to judge because I I've had Brady like at nine or ten for a while in terms of QBs. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I put him at, at, at four because I don't think on his best day he's not better than Aaron. He's not better than Patrick Mahomes. He's not better than Matt Stafford. He's not better than Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, uh, Justin Herbert. On his best day, he's not better than any of those guys. But the issue is he never has a bad day. Really, he doesn't really have bad days. And the only other guy that doesn't have bad days either is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, is, I would say, doesn't have many bad days either. I'd say both of those guys are the two most consistent quarterbacks in terms of you know what you're getting every play, every snap, every throw. They're not going to really have these these streaks of awful games where you're like, what's going on? Yeah, that's true. I definitely, I've always appreciated Rodgers. Um, every game, you know, you get a pretty similar performance. I, to this day, I don't know what went on in that New Orleans game week one because that had me like a little worried. Um, I still have no idea what happened there, but that's been the only time I can remember recently seeing like a, a bad performance from him. Yeah, and with Aaron and Mahomes, if you asked me before the season, I would have had Mahomes number one, actually. But I think the thing with him and Rodgers this year, and I would have had Mahomes number one over Rodgers last year, by the way, even though Rodgers had an MVP year. Uh, Mahomes, to me, has regressed. He, he's not reading the defense the same way. Uh, and I think also part of that is the Chiefs put so much pressure on him. Like, I think he's asked to do more than Aaron. Uh, they they Behind a bad offensive line, they ask him to throw it 50 times. And they consistently ask him to make these crazy throws, which I don't think is healthy. I think the Packers used to ask Aaron to do that, and then they kind of realized, okay, let's have this balance. And I think that's also why Aaron is so efficient right now is because they have this run-pass balance, and they let Aaron just kill you off a of play action. And they have all this other stuff to help him out. Like, I don't think they do that with Mahomes. Well, I mean, keep in mind that, uh, what's his name, Edward Zillaire has been out for a little while, so uh, Mahomes has been operating with Daryl Williams back there. Um, not making excuses for how shitty they look, but, I mean, it's hard. It's a little more challenging to do play action with Daryl Williams. That's true. Now, something else I also want your opinion on. So, Matt Jones. I have Matt Jones at... Number 18. So already I have Matt Jones as a top 20 quarterback in the NFL as a rookie, which I would say is fairly good. And would you agree with that? Like you'd say he's top 20? Uh, yeah, I'd have to see who you had around him again. But um, I do remember thinking that you had Trevor Lawrence kind of low. Didn't you have him at like 30 or something? Oh, uh, I had Trevor. Yeah, I'm not very high on Trevor right now. I had Trevor at 28. Are you just mad about the Bills? He didn't do anything against the Bills. It was the defense. Nine points is enough. <laughs> I mean, uh, Landon, my opinion on that game is if there was like 25 other quarterbacks that played in that game besides Trevor Lawrence, the Bills would have got blown out. I think Trevor Lawrence yeah. held the Jaguars back that game. Actually. I think um, Mills would have hung 30 on you. Well, I had Mills at 32. Like, uh, uh, you had Mills as the worst quarter starting quarterback in the NFL, which is fair, but he's also not supposed to be. I don't... Is Tyrod ever coming back? What's happening? Tyrod played actually last game, and he was awful. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't even see that. So that shows you how much Texans I'm watching. I don't think... I don't blame you for not watching the Texans. I don't think anybody really wants to watch them. But no! See, Trevor... I haven't been high on Trevor. I think Justin... I, I'm already higher on Justin Fields right now than Trevor. Like, I... I, I Trevor just doesn't look that good to me. Where would you put Trey Lance? Trey Lance would be lower than all. Trey Lance would be... I thought Trey Lance was awful. you put him below Davis Mills? Uh, I mean... Based off of what I mean. Based off of, like... Nah... Well, no. I, I, let me put it to you this way. It's hard to say because he only played one game. I would assume that Trey Lance wouldn't have the bad games... That Davis Mills has had, so no, I wouldn't. 
But I mean, he'd be pretty low. Like he'd be pretty low. Like if yeah, I, I mean, good, like Sam Darnold, like maybe I wouldn't put him out of Geno. I don't think so. I put him like at thirty-one. Maybe he's better than Sam Darnold. Like I wasn't very impressed with Trey Lance. I thought when he played that game against the Cardinals, he wasn't really reading the defense. Like he was, he was one read and go the whole time. He wasn't very accurate. Like I, I just wasn't very impressed. Yeah, I don't think he's looked that good, but I'm, Mills is a rookie too, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, I'm just saying I would hope that like the third overall pick would be better than wherever they drafted Mills. What, was he like a fifth rounder or a fourth rounder? I don't even know. Yes, I think he was a third. Third? Oh, a third? Okay. So a little closer than I was thinking, but all the same. Yeah, a dude who's not supposed to you know, be a starter as a rookie. Yeah, that's it's interesting, but... Yeah, I don't know. I think overall your list is pretty good. I would tweak a little bit, but um, I don't know. And obviously, you're not factoring in like potential or anything like that. Um, but I think it's safe to say that Jameis Winston will be a lot further down your next list, or maybe not even in it. Yeah, I mean, hey, will Jameis ever be a starter again in the NFL? I don't know. So Jameis might never get another shot. Yeah. I... I hope he does, but that's, that's, yeah. I would say he has bad luck, but really, compared to Tyrod Taylor, he has great luck. So what I want to do is I want to take another break, and then kind of next out of the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, I want to talk a little bit about this Joker-Morris uh, Brothers beef with land, and kind of next out of the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. With Barbershop Sports Talk, we still have Landon Rhodes with us. So, Landon, we were talking about this a little bit off the air. So, Nikola Jokic, Marcus Morris, or Markeith, was Markeith? Uh, Markeith, yeah. Yeah, Markeith Morris. They have a little bit of beef where it goes with a, a Morris Brothers cheap shot. Joker kind of clotheslines him with his back turned. We have family members coming in making vague threats. Landon, give us your whole synopsis of the situation. Um, the Morris twins, uh, to put it kindly, play an old style of basketball. Um, depending on who you ask, some people might say a cheap style, a cheap shot style. Um, some people would call it old school. Everyone's free to make their own uh, their own decision or I guess whatever call it whatever they want uh, in the modern NBA though um, something you might call old school is frequently just a cheap shot uh, so in typical Morris brother fashion Markeith did that to Jokic and Jokic took exception to it and pulled a Pat Bev on Chris Paul type thing um Except it seemed much more powerful, and I don't know if this is off topic. I don't know if Paul flopped on that or not, but I definitely I don't think Marquis flopped at all. I think he sold it once he was on the ground, but um, I did just see that he's out for the next game for like an injury too. So he apparently he got Keith pretty good. That's funny. So what did you make of the family members getting involved? Um, I mean, I don't, you don't really like to see that. I, it's like the Morris brothers, it's what they do. It's what they've always done. They, they stick up for each other. They're whatever. They get in physical altercations at least probably like three times a season. I might even be underestimating that number. Um, not surprised that Marcus said that I think it's kind of his whole thing about like oh he waited till his back was turned with yeah I mean this is what I was talking to you off the air about I think it's dumb if you take a cheap shot and then turn your back on someone that doesn't mean that they can't push you like I don't care like whatever feel however you want to feel about pushing somebody in the back 
Okay, normally I agree that that's not cool to shove someone in the back. But if you just took a cheap shot on someone and then immediately turn your back to them, like, that doesn't mean you're free from any consequence for what you just did. I mean, that's what I was saying. I can't go out in the street and just punch somebody, but then quickly turn my back on them, and that means I'm all good. Like, no, that's not how it works. Like, you... I, I don't know. I just think that Marcus is kind of stupid for even saying that, quite honestly. Like, oh, his back was turned. Like, yeah, he just took a massive cheap shot and then tried to run away. Like, Jokic is completely in the clear to shove him there, and he's going to pay for it, and he is. He's suspended without pay for the next game. That news just broke. And then a 50K fine for Marquise. So clearly the league didn't think that Marquise was completely innocent. Just going to throw that out there. You don't get a 50K fine for nothing. That's very true. That's like a, a year tuition at John Carroll. Uh <laughs> No, that's 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 very true. Uh, so then the Jokic brothers get involved. Talk about that, Landon. So it I made mean, things more juicy. I think that they're different, man. Like <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the Morris brothers are used to like just kind of like being the bully a little bit. Like the Morris brothers, they're usually the bully. They're whatever. I think they're barking up the wrong tree on this one, um, and. I'm sorry, but the Jokic, like, those are some serious, like, European, tatted up, like, big, like, like I said, like, you wake up on a beach and don't know where you are type thing. Like, literally, you might be missing a kidney, like, you discover, like, a scar where your kidney used to be. Like, I don't even know. Like, these are some real, like, mess you up, like, Serbian guys. And then they have, like, the blank Twitter profile. Yeah, no, they, see, that just tells you that they mean business. They don't need a profile picture. Literally, their Twitter handle is Jokic Brothers, which is hilarious to me. Like, why they even run, like, a joint uh, Twitter? I don't know why they, like, he has two brothers, right? I think he has two brothers. Yes. And they share a Twitter? I don't really... I don't, I don't get that, but I think it's hilarious that they don't even have a picture, and they're just, like, in Marcus's comments just saying, like, I didn't think they were really, like, it might have been, like, kind of like a veiled threat, sort of, but, like, they were just kind of like, you really don't want to do this, and I think they're right. And then Mar- I mean, he responded, and he was like, okay, like, I want smoke. Marcus is convinced he does. But he's never, I'm just saying that he has never dealt with anything like this. This is not, he really, like, I swear he really doesn't. It's like the Morris twins versus the Jokic, like, triplets, basically. <laughs> like, I would take, I don't know, I might take Jokic in a, in a fight by himself versus both Morris brothers, but then add two more Jokic's, and I think they're like fighters, too. Um, or something like that. I know there was something, like, one of them's been in some legal issues. That's been brought up a little bit, but that is kind of beside the point. The point here is the Morris brothers are used to messing with guys in the NBA, taking cheap shots. You can find the clips all over YouTube. Marcus Morris, if you're listening to this, we all know that you tried to take out Luka in the playoffs last year. Stop playing victim. You finally barked up the wrong tree, and you tried to. Your brother tried to get involved with someone that neither of you can handle. Stop acting like you're tough and focus on the Clippers because they don't look so hot, my friend. Well said, Landon. Well said. So you were also talking to me about this. I think this is really interesting too. So when the whole skirmish starts, you think Jimmy Butler is a fake tough guy. Yeah, he built his reputation through assassinating Cat's uh, reputation in Minnesota. I mean, I, I was watching all his little altercations. There's like a whole highlight reel of Jimmy Butler altercation uh, in the entire time he's been in the NBA. And the story is like similar in all of them, like whether it's, um, what's his name? Uh, I'm trying to think from the Pacers. Uh, TJ Warren or like... Um, 
I know there's one with Marcus Smart. He got his legs tangled with LeBron one time. Um, there was one with, I believe, the Nets. Um, it was with Jared Dudley shoved it. Like, if you're getting punked by, like, a rookie Marcus Smart and Jared Dudley, like, I'm sorry if I don't think too highly of you as, like, an enforcer. Uh, but in the T.J. Warren incident and in this incident, it's the same thing. He doesn't do anything when he actually has a shot. I mean, you're saying people don't really want to fight, and you're probably right, and that's fine. You don't need to want to fight, but don't act like you want to fight once there are 60 people in between you and, like, 100 feet between you. Like, it's cool. Nobody needs to fight. You, no one needs to fight, but stop acting like you want to once it's clear that nothing's going to happen because he was jawing like a madman once there's, like, 50 people between them. And it's like, um, bro, like, that's empty. Meet him in the park. No one's going to meet you in the park. <laughs> but if, if the Jokic brothers meet you in the parking lot, you're going in the trunk. Like, straight <laughs> like I'm just, I'm sorry, but, like, you do not, I'm just. Landon is giving a PSA right now. Do not mess no with these people. No one meet the Jokic brothers in the parking lot. That's like an actual nightmare. Lane is like, I would not mess with those dudes. What's wrong with these people? <laughs> no, seriously, if I saw the Jokic brothers in the parking lot, they're probably in like some like Adidas like full tracksuit, and they just like shove you in the trunk, and that's it. That's the end of Jimmy Butler's career. That's the end of my career if that ever happened to me. Um, it's like you see them walking, like, and they're in the parking lot, and they're doing something shady, and you just walk the other way, and you're like, I didn't see anything. No, yeah, I would. I would not mess with that. I guess, I, I don't know, I just feel like it's getting, like, borderline, like, serious stuff when they're talking about this, like, off the court and stuff. And not just Jimmy Butler, but the Morris twins. And I guess I'm, I'm picking a side pretty strongly here with Jokic, but, like, I I don't know. I just feel like in the age of social media and stuff, I, I think... I think people like Jimmy Butler and people like the Morris twins are just, like really kind of used to just like whether it's saying meet me in the parking lot when you know nothing's gonna happen whether it's talking smack on twitter it's just like pretty clear to me that they don't actually expect anything to come of it and i feel like in the case of like the Jokic brothers something actually could come of it and that's, like, what they need to be very careful about because I I don't know that much about the Jokic brothers, but I, I just get the feeling that they don't mess around. But um, they're not the ones. They don't play those type of games. Yeah, and so when you're jawing it up, like, what happens when the Jokic brothers really do meet you in the parking lot, Jimmy? Like, I already said what happens. It's not good. Swimming it's with the fishes like Fredo. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even want to speculate on it anymore, but it's I'm just I guess in summary I just feel like like some internet guy some internet gangsters kinda of ran into like some real gangsters. Yeah. Studio gangsters meets real gangsters. Yeah. That's my take. And that's not to say the Morris twins are soft. Like they beat me up, like obviously they. I, I'm sure they had like a tough upbringing and stuff, but like I just think there's like levels to this, and I don't think they're on the Jokic level. That is no, that is very, very true, Landon. I actually agree with you when it comes to that. Uh, do you think the NBA was the right to suspend Joker? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can't just have a guy shove a dude on the the court like that and not suspend him that I mean for all I've said that is not something you will find me arguing that he shouldn't be suspended like there's no place in the game for that um I like given the cheap shot I think it was like justified like on his side but like he can't expect to not get suspended that's not justified I think you make a judgment call if you're angry enough about that cheap shot that Marquis took that you want to do that you want to, I mean, he's not being paid for that game. So even though Morris was the only one that was fine, he's going to lose money too for that game. Um, I don't know how much he makes per game, but I'm assuming he's losing more than 50K. Um, 
for that. And, yeah, I don't know. I guess the suspension is necessary. But, like, was he expecting to be suspended? I would have to think so. I think he just made a judgment call. I'm angry enough about this cheap shot that I will deal with the consequences and I want to take this guy out. And I think he's within his rights to do what he did, but he had to know he'd get suspended, and he's rightfully suspended a game. He could have maybe even been suspended more than a game, quite honestly, but um, one game it is. Do you think Adam Silver nips this in the butt and we don't hear any more from this, about this? And he, like, the Jokic brother, Moore's brother stuff chills out? I guess. I mean, not the way they were talking. The way they were <laughs> I know, but do you think Adam Silver is going to nip this in the butt before this becomes something that it shouldn't? You have to, but I don't know. Lan <laughs> is like, I don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen. Like, this could be the end of it. We could hear about it, like, this season. We could hear about it four seasons from now. Like, it's kind of like, I feel like... Uh, Marcus Morris is kind of, you know, Spongebob when Mr. Krabs is like, in the next day, in the next day. Like, I feel like it's that kind of thing. Like, literally, it's just going to happen at some point. Um, But I don't know. I think it would be in the, as I've already made abundantly clear, I think it would be in the Morris' best interest to let this go. But if they want to keep it going... They, they can start a fight on the court if they want, and you know where Jimmy Butler will be. He'll be 60 feet away jawing it up. So <laughs> you got to know that Jimmy won't have your back there. Tyler Hero is going to ask them politely to stop fighting. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess Bam kind of got involved. You could maybe count on uh, Bam's probably a tough guy, but like I don't know. I feel like Bam would throw down. Bam would throw down. I just, I don't really see, like, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry, and uh, Tyler Hero, you know, like, throwing major hands. I, I would agree. Uh, I think Kyle Lowry's a scrapper. I don't know how well he do, but Kyle Lowry's a scrapper. I don't, I guess. I don't know, maybe. It's hard to tell. So, so how about this, dude? This is also what I want your take on this. The whole how this whole thing started, obviously, it shows a lack of respect for Joker. Like, they wouldn't do this to KD. They wouldn't do this to LeBron. Like, do you think people just think Jokic is soft and he's kind of like, I don't want to use the word, but they just think he's a wuss? Because obviously, you do that to somebody that you think is just going to take it. Like, I obviously don't think Morris thought that Jokic was going to do that. Yeah, I mean, here's, I don't know. My take is kind of like, I think the Morris brothers kind of think that anybody will take that. Um, I'd have to see who else they've done it to. Uh, I've already mentioned Luca off the top. I don't want to start some kind of controversy bringing like race into it, but it does seem like their last two guys they've targeted are like European dudes. Um, do, and European guys have tradition. I don't know. I don't want to create something here that's not there. But just like when, when I just thought about it just now, it's like, the Morris twins have both gone after European guys who sometimes have had a reputation in the NBA as, like, soft guys. And I don't think they deserve it, but that has been sometimes a stereotype around, like, European players is that they're soft. I'm not, again, I'm not endorsing that or saying that's true. I'm not even saying the Morris brothers did this as a targeted thing. But I don't know, like, was there a small thought in the back of their head? Like, yeah, European guys aren't going to do anything about this. I don't know. I'll, I'll leave that up to the audience. Everyone make, make a judgment call. So lastly, I want your thoughts on this. You have never been a big fan of the James Harden, the free throw uh, pandemic. That's been an own pandemic of itself. You've told me many times, Landon, the refs need to chill. They finally chilled out on Harden. What do you think about all that? I mean, it, it's kind of hard to say, like, 
that it's not a good thing for the NBA. I, I think nobody wants to go to a game. Nobody wants to watch a game on TV, and it's just a free throw parade the whole time. Um, it's it's a good thing for the league. Sometimes this year it's almost seemed like it's almost a little too hard to get a call in certain cases, but I think you'd rather have it that way than uh, have it too easy to get a call. But, it, I mean, it's difficult to really find a happy medium with that because it's just really difficult to, like, call the exact right amount of fouls, you know? That's true. I agree with that. Landon, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And once again, I want to thank Landon Rhodes for coming on the show. Always appreciate it when Landon can come on. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode. The 354th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.